This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 175 A Sitcom Review in Chronological Order From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, Announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1991. Good Sports premiered on CBS on January 10, 1991 at 9.30 p.m. A vehicle for two big stars, Ryan O'Neill and Farrah Fawcett. He's an ex-NFL player. She's an ex-Miss America. They had a weekend fling in college, and now they're back together as co-anchors of an ESPN-esque sports show. Too bad he doesn't remember their tryst. They hate each other, and sparks fly. Lane Smith plays the Ted Turner-esque owner, Brian Doyle Murray, the producer, Cleveland Derricks and Christine Dunford as reporters, and William Catt as Farrah's soon-to-be ex-boyfriend. A young Paul Feig plays Leash, a guy hired by O'Neill's mom to keep him out of trouble. The show also features real sports stars as themselves. Ryan O'Neill was born in L.A., his father was a screenwriter, and Ryan trained to become a Golden Gloves boxer in high school. His father got a writing gig in Germany, and the family moved there. O'Neill was having trouble fitting in, so his mom got him an extra role on a German TV series, which got him interested in acting. Returning to the U.S., he got a contract at Universal and did a lot of TV guest roles. This led to a regular role on Empire, and later Peyton Place, running for over 500 episodes, which made him a star, along with his TV paramour, Mia Farrow. Movies followed, The Big Bounce, Love Story, with Oscar and Golden Globe noms, What's Up Doc, Paper Moon, co-starring his daughter Tatum, and a Golden Globe nom, Barry Lyndon, Nickelodeon, A Bridge Too Far, The Main Event, So Fine, Irreconcilable Differences, He almost co-starred in a version of The Bodyguard alongside Diana Ross, and it wouldn't be made until a decade later, then co-starring Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. He returned to TV for good sports, following up with the 2000 Bull TV show, Mismatch, and Bones. O'Neill was well known for his temper, plus drug abuse, and that resulted in his star fading into the 90s. Ray and Tatum were estranged for 25 years with an attempt to straighten things out in a reality show. He's been married twice, but his longest relationship was with Farrah Fawcett, running from 1979 to 97, and then 2001 until her death. Speaking of, Farrah Fawcett was born in Texas and attended Catholic schools, where she was voted most beautiful. In college, she studied microbiology, but a local beauty pageant win got her an agent, and she moved to L.A. A Screen Gems contract at $350 a week got her a lot of TV guest spots. Her first role was as a showgirl on Mayberry RFD. 
Farah and her mane of hair was sought after in commercials. Noxima, Max Factor, Mercury, Beautyrest. You can find her co-starring in commercials with Penny Marshall and Joe Namath online. She married Lee Majors in 1973. They had dated since the late 60s, which led to a multiple episode run on The Six Million Dollar Man. Reportedly, the song Midnight Train to Georgia is based on them. 1976 was a huge year for Farrah. A role in the film Logan Run, the poster that every 70s boy remembers, best-selling of all time, and the role of Jill on Charlie's Angels. She was propelled to superstardom with merchandise including her own doll and her hairstyle copied internationally. Farrah left Charlie's Angels after only one season, with Cheryl Ladd taking over her spot as her sister, Chris, because she wanted to pursue films. There were protracted negotiations. She had never signed her Charlie's Angels contract as Aaron Spelling wanted a cut from merch sales, leading to Farrah coming back as a guest star. Unfortunately, she made some bad film choices. Somebody Killed Her Husband, referred to as Somebody Killed Her Career, Sunburn, Saturn 3. Only Cannonball Run did well, partly as she was part of a huge cast. Farrah moved to the stage, getting raves for an off-Broadway run of Extremities, later doing the film version, and would later almost star in Bobby Boland on Broadway. The show never opened. She switched to TV movies, with The Burning Bed kicking off four Emmy nominations. Good Sports was her last regular TV series, although she had short runs on Spin City and The Guardian. Her relationship with Ryan O'Neill began while she was separating from Lee Majors, and there were additional relationships for years. By the 90s, Farrah was having mental issues. Her 1997 appearance on Letterman saw her rambling and distracted. She starred in a reality series, Chasing Farrah, in 2005. She was diagnosed with cancer in 2006, and after multiple battles and a documentary following her ordeal, passed in 2009. Her death was mostly overshadowed by the death of Michael Jackson, only 12 hours later. Lane Smith attended boarding schools, served in the U.S. Army, and studied at the Actors Studio. He would later make it to Broadway in Glengarry Glen Ross, winning a Drama Desk Award. He worked steadily in films, The Last American Hero, Rooster Cogburn, Network, Over the Edge, Honeysuckle Rose, Prince of the City, Red Dawn, Places in the Heart, Air America, My Cousin Vinny, The Mighty Ducks, The Distinguished Gentleman, The Legend of Bagger Vance, as well as TV's V, K. O'Brien, Good and Evil, From the Earth to the Moon, Out of Order, but may be best remembered as Perry White on Lois and Clark. Smith passed from ALS in 2005. Cleavant Derrick's mother was a pianist and his father a preacher and composer. Just a little talk with Jesus. His twin brother is a musician. Derek made it to Broadway in multiple shows, including Dream Girls, originating the role of James Thunder Early, winning a Tony and Drama Desk Award, Wicked, and Brooklyn. He made several film appearances, Fort Apache the Bronx, Moscow on the Hudson, The Slugger's Wife, and a lot of TV guest spots with regular or recurring roles on Drexel's Class, Whoops, Thea, Sliders as Rembrandt, and The Wedding Bells. Christine Dunford studied at Juilliard and was cast in the New York Shakespeare Festival. She made it to Broadway in Serious Money, plus multiple off-Broadway shows. There have been films, 
Reversal of Fortune, Yuli's Gold, Love and Basketball, but she's mostly known for her TV work. Bob, Hudson Street, Something So Right, The Purge, Star Wars Resistance, voice work, and dozens of TV guest spots. She's done video game voice work on Warhammer, EverQuest, Mass Effect, and Infamous. William Catt grew up in an acting family. His father, Bill, was the star of The Adventures of Kit Carson, and his mother was Barbara Hale, a.k.a. Della Street, on Perry Mason. William would later play the son of Paul Drake in Perry Mason TV movies in the 80s. He was acting by the time he was a teen, doing summer stock and TV guest roles. There were many films, including 1976's Carrie and House, but his big break was in 1981 when he was cast to star in TV's The Greatest American Hero, a superhero action series. Cat has been trying to reboot the series for decades. There was more TV work, Top of the Hill, Models, Inc., and a lot of guest spots. Paul Feig originally worked as a tour guide at Universal Studios while doing stand-up. This led to films Ski Patrol, Naked Gun 33 and a Third, and That Thing You Do, and TV's Dirty Dancing, The Jackie Thomas Show, The Edge, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He then moved behind the camera, co-creating Freaks and Geeks, along with producing A Season of the U.S. Office, Nurse Jackie, Rana and Beverly, Other Space, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Love Life, Minx, Welcome to Flatch, as well as films Bridesmaids, Spy, the 2016 Ghostbusters, Last Christmas, The School for Good and Evil, while continuing to act in Knocked Up, Walk Hard, Bridesmaids, Bad Teacher, and directing Ghostbusters, A Simple Favor, Last Christmas, and TV's Nurse Jackie, The U.S. Office, and Welcome to Flatch. With such an impressive cast, you might assume good sports would do well. Not so much. A short 15-episode season and gone. Creator Alan Zweibel talks in his memoir how miserable Fawcett and O'Neill made the lives of the crew. I guess either the stars or the show's creator made sure the episodes didn't make it online. Could only find a few scenes. The opening, music by Al Green, shows the couple in a sexy dance that quickly goes south. Farrah's character stumps her current co-host on the air, and he dies on the air. So she gets the new co-host, O'Neill's character. They immediately hate each other. He burns down her home, and it all goes downhill from there. Davis Rules premiered on ABC on January 27, 1991, at 10.15 p.m., later moving to 8.30 p.m. One of many ABC shows of the era starring a comedian who would become controversial, Roseanne, Grace Under Fire. Randy Quaid stars as Dwight Davis, a widowed school principal raising three sons, played by Trevor Bullock, Luke Edwards, and Nathan Watt. Dwight's dad, Gunny, Jonathan Winters, lives with them. Patricia Clarkson plays a teacher and Dwight's love interest. Rigoberto Jimenez plays the oldest son's buddy. And Tayomo Otsuki, Deborah Mooney, and Deborah Jo Rupp played other school employees. 
The show moved to CBS for a second season. The oldest son went to college. His buddy and Dwight Sweetie were gone. Dwight's sister moved in to help run the household, played by Bonnie Hunt. Two friends of Dwight's left their son on his doorstep when they moved to South America, played by Giovanni Ribisi. We covered Luke Edwards on episode 168 for Malloy, Jonathan Winters on episode 91 for Mork and Mindy, Giovanna Ribisi on episode 147 for My Two Dads, and we'll cover Deborah Jo Rupp and Bonnie Hunt when we get to their better-known roles. Randy Quaid is the older brother of Dennis and took a drama class in high school on a whim. He went on to study acting in college, and his professors sent him to audition for Peter Bogdanovich, winding up with his first role in The Last Picture Show. He would go on to a major film career, What's Up Doc, Paper Moon, The Last Detail, with Oscar, Golden Globe, and BAFTA noms, The Missouri Breaks, Bound for Glory, Midnight Express, The Long Riders, The National Lampoon Vacation Franchise, The Slugger's Wife, Caddyshack 2, Days of Thunder, Quick Change, Curse of the Starving Class, Independence Day, Kingpin, Brokeback Mountain with a SAG nom. Quaid was also a cast member on SNL in the 80s. There was more TV, The Brotherhood of Poland, New Hampshire, Five Days to Midnight, LBJ The Early Years, winning a Golden Globe and a Peabody. In 2008, a Western version of Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor, headed for Broadway, was canceled after charges that Quaid physically and verbally abused the cast, and Actors' Equity banned him for life. His life seemed to fall apart after that. Credit card fraud, burglary, arrests, an attempt at asylum in Canada, and fervent support of Donald Trump. Nathan Watt would go on to a regular role on Hearts of the West. Patricia Clarkson initially studied speech pathology before moving to drama, later earning her master's from Yale. She went to Broadway in The House of Blue Leaves and much later The Elephant Man and a Tony nom. She made her film debut in The Untouchables, going on to The Deadpool, Jumanji, The Green Mile with a SAG nom, Wendingo, Far From Heaven, Pieces of April, Golden Globe and SAG noms, the Station Agent, Sagnom, Good Night and Good Luck, Sagnom, Lars and the Real Girl, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, Shutter Island, The Maze Runner, with regular or recurring roles on Murder One, Frasier, Six Feet Under, Two Emmys, Sharp Objects, Emmy Nom and Golden Globe Win, House of Cards, State of the Union, Emmy, and Green Eggs and Ham doing voice work. Deborah Mooney has had a long career, starting in Broadway's Chapter 2 along with The Odd Couple and multiple short show runs. Her first film role was in Chapter 2, going on to Tootsie, Dead Poets Society, and Those Left Behind. With TV work on Dream Street, Roseanne, Kirk, The Practice, Everwood, Boston Legal, ER, Scandal, The Originals, and Grey's Anatomy, along with a ton of guest roles. Davis Rules did not rule ABC. It was canceled after its first 13 episodes. CBS took over the series for another 16 episodes before giving up the ghost. Jonathan Winters won his only Emmy for his role. I found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is big on harmonica. It's the first day of baseball tryouts, and there's pressure on the oldest son to make the team. There's a lot of physical comedy and some improv going on. The younger son has a ventriloquist dummy for some reason. 
Winters clearly breaks up the kids in his scenes with them. More of 1991 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.